Hey friends, this show has a reference to our recent fifth birthday party, and sorry we're a little late getting it up on the air, but we hope that you enjoyed the blast from the past, and thank you so much for donating to Forward Radio, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Welcome to Critical Thinking for Everyone! Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of our favorite Critical Thinking Hour of the Week. Yeah, yeah, it might be for a lot of people the only Critical Thinking Hour of the Week. Oh, wow, ouch. Yeah, that would be a tough week, maybe. Yeah, yeah people, although... People need Critical I Thinking think Hours. Make, people might be doing Critical Thinking all the time and not even realize that's what they're doing. Oh yeah, we call that implicit Critical Thinking, which might be a, a myth. Yeah. Yeah, wow. but it might be real. Yeah. I guess that would mean we would be doing good thinking sometimes when we're not thinking about our thinking at all. But today we are thinking about our thinking and we're inviting you to come along with us for the ride today. Oh, yeah. My name is Brian Barnes and I'm driving. And I'm Patty Payette and sometimes I reach over and grab the wheel. Yeah, yeah. She'll be driving as well. <laughs> and we've got some stuff in store for you so that you can maybe improve your thinking, maybe through the process of improving your thinking, through just, I don't know, some simple changes in point of view, or maybe recognizing a new piece of information or something like that that you didn't know before, maybe better thinking can actually change your life. Maybe it can improve the quality of your living. Well, Brian, I can imagine a listener just heard you just now, and they're saying to themselves... Liar! They're saying... This guy doesn't know me. How does he? Mm. Why is he making assumptions about my, the That's quality right. of my thinking? Yeah, yeah. I'd say uh, I do know you. I know exactly who you are. Exactly who you are. <laughs> this is quickly turning into a radio play from the, <laughs> ni- from the 1940s. <laughs> well, at any rate. Um, well, the idea is, I think it's a great question, Patty. The idea is that um, there are certain commonalities for thinkers. You know. And if you think, oh, well, you know, I'm a really different kind of thinker than everybody else. <laughs> I mean, you might you might be really, um, you know, doing things a little bit differently, but you probably still use information. Um, you probably still have some kind of a process of thinking things through when you need to. You probably use concepts. I mean, I would imagine there are a lot of things that, um, you know, would would cause you to be thinking in ways that other people think too, even if some of the things you think about are a little bit different or if you try to maybe put a different spin on them. Some of the tools are really similar. Yeah. And I, I if someone's listening now, they're like, wow, they're just, you know, a couple minutes in and they're throwing me into the intellectual deep water here. Oh, man. Well, we're always we're always in it. You know, that's the thing. There's right. always we're always with our thinking. Right. Um, sometimes we're sinking and sometimes we're swimming. Oh, man. Or dog paddling. Ooh. Well, you know, the thing is, for a lot of us, uh, we don't get a lot of focus on our thinking. Like the only time our thinking is ever really called out to us as an object of our focus is if someone else believes that we're doing bad thinking. And so what we want to do by this show is to help you develop tools such that you can think about your own thinking whenever you want to, good or bad, but also maybe you can start to recognize positive thinking moves, uh, not just the negative ones. Yeah. So we, the show is all about helping you have those tools to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly and the mundane in your thinking, in mm-hmm. your everyday thinking, and mm-hmm. take it take it 
moving forward, whatever that looks like for you. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Um, today's topic is something we we haven't we haven't really talked about before. I mean, it's a new it's a new set of research. So in that sense, we haven't talked about it. Oh but, wow! But we've never. I, I mean, thought in all this time we'd probably covered everything. Yeah, I know. We've been doing this for four some years. So this is what? Like this is a new Bigfoot sighting? <laughs> this is some new research. Ooh, it's so fresh. Look at the date. April 3rd, 2022. Pretty fresh. That's this like a is week like ago. The freshest, some of the freshest research we have ever chewed over. Whoa. Wait till I lay the title on you. Whoa. Okay, let's have it. The title says... The Manifold Effects of Partisan Media on Viewers' Beliefs and Attitudes. Semicolon, a field experiment with Fox News viewers. I just want to point out that if some people go, oh, you know, media doesn't influence me, you're a big dummy. <laughs> and I said it in case nobody else has the courage to say it to you. You're a big dummy because <laughs> media is out there influencing all of us. I mean, it is a multi-billion dollar industry, and they're not just throwing that money down the toilet. You know, they're trying to create a system that will influence us to make decisions that support certain values and reject other values in a great many cases just for financial purposes. But there's also more at stake, like shaping the culture, right? And I mean, this this is real. And so if you think that you're unaffected by it, like it just never is a thing that's part of you, you're, you're being caught up in this and you're being dragged along in the current and you don't even know it. Well, Brian, now that you use the word media and you use the word money, I realize we need to take a pause to say thank you to all of you out there who helped keep this media outlet for radio yes. going. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. This weekend, we found so many people who actually care about forward radio yes, and, and who care about the media. show. There were people who cared about this show. Amazing. You're huh? not a dummy. You're doing yeah. good thinking, thinking about this yeah, show. See, yeah, see, they're not all dummy. And no, if you're listening not. to this, then you, we assume you value independent media. We think that. We think that. In fact, we think it's the very rare person out there listening to independent media who's not a very good thinker. So really, I'm probably just speaking for somebody else that we know, right? Not even people who would bother on this show. But we do want to say that there are lots of um, ways that we can improve our thinking, even if we're already good thinkers, right? right? Even if we're already doing things that would put us in a category of being self-reflective and thinking about or our media assumptions. savvy, if media we think savvy, we're, yeah, yeah. There's always room for improvement, and um, so so shout out and thank you to all of you who helped us exceed. We exceeded our goal. We did. We had five thousand dollar goal to help us keep us on the air for another year. We exceeded it, so sh yay, shout out, yay. thank you. And thank we want to thank the Tim Faulkner Gallery for hosting us. That was yeah, super cool. Yeah, wasn't that fun? Yeah, that was nice. We had a nice party, and, and there was great food. Carol Trainer was there. Deli Up was we there. We had John Gage. John Gage Duo. Amber Riggs yeah, uh, was also amazing there. Amazing live music. Yeah, the I music mean, was And the great. art on the Tim Faulkner walls, I mean, was just, oh yeah, the art was just wow. It was a lot to think yeah. about, and you can go check out the Tim Faulkner anytime. There's yeah. a um, there's, they're open six days a week. Yeah, and they have um, at least a bar. Do they have food also? That I don't know. Okay. okay. Well, anyway, it's a nice place to hang out and look at the art yeah. and, and uh, talk with your friends. And certainly Forward Radio really benefited 
from having our fifth birthday party oh, there. Yeah. And you know what? If you missed it, if you're like, oh, dude, I didn't get a chance to donate. Forwardradio.org is, is still there. The donate button is still there. We That's would still right. love to have your support. 20 bucks a day keeps the radio on. Right. You know, I wonder if we have a donate button, if we should have a donut button, a hmm. donut, where people could press and order donuts from a local. Through us? Well, Do like we, we could we could partner with a donut selling, and we're not going to name any uh-huh. out there, but you know who you are. If you are a bakery or a do- a purveyor of donuts okay. here in town Patty's and you want to partner in with us, yeah. I think that'd be really cute. If you're Donate interested, button, donut yep. button. Yeah, and we'll be happy to take a lot of the work off you by directing you directly to Patty at uh, Critical Thinking for Everyone. She's going to spearhead... The donut button. Yeah, the donut button on yeah on Facebook. I got it. That'll be my 2022 uh, one of my projects. Oh, it's going to show up on your on your vision board. <laughs> this donut button. Okay, so back to the matter at hand. Even though when you, sometimes when I hear the words Fox News, I just like have a visceral like uh, reaction because because let's say why. Let's just start with let's start with our assumptions because you know we, they're affecting you. Before <laughs> we dive into the research, what did these wonky professors, media professors, fine. Let's just start with our own assumptions about Fox News, okay? Let's just check, check, be make our assumptions explicit. Mine is, I think Fox News is not interested in reporting the news per se. Oh. I think Fox News is interested in uh, promoting a worldview and a set of political views and ideological slant, and therefore they choose how they um, present events and mm. what they don't say and what they do say, okay. not in the interest of information, but in the interest of uh, sort of with their bias in slant in mind. So that that's what that's the that's the bias I come into this conversation with about Fox News. So, but I mean, isn't that still news? Um, like I still learned. I guess that's question. I guess that's a person went. I mean, I think you know journalistically the the five W's and the H. You know. Mm, no, because they're leaving things out. That's but they're saying who, what, where, when. No, but they're not complete and accurate. They say they are. <laughs> well, they. I think they're trying to. If they have to say they are, we're a news organization, <laughs> then, you know, that's well, like, you know. Well, I mean, so if for my my bias regarding Fox News is that there's really whatever I watch there. Yeah. I do think that, I mean, I would say it's news. I would go so far as to call it news. I would put an adjective on it. Okay. Like partisan or slanted or biased biased or irresponsible partial. Partial. partial yeah i mean i think you know certainly your comment about the importance of um uh what did you say you said that you said that when you listen Accurate. to fox news you're or when you find something's been on fox fox news you're very concerned about whether it contains the whole news. Oh, right. Accurate and complete. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think that's probably, even though I was kind of joking with you a moment ago, I do think that that's probably the major problem. Because, I, again, I do think they put out news. It's just when they cover a news story, the ways that they cover the news story is often very different 
from how other news organizations cover that story and the the point i guess of for them of whatever mm-hmm. they're doing is it ends up being very different right, right than other news outlets yes yeah. now you and i have never done any research on fax news so this is just you and i sharing our point of view that you know right we have never as far as i know you haven't done any research i've this is just our experience and our i would like to say i mean my experience ter- with fox news is pretty limited okay. if you want to if you want to find a place where i'm a dummy this is definitely the okay. spot Okay. I couldn't tell you. I don't think I could tell you one. Oh yeah, they've got that Tucker Carlson guy. <laughs> I don't know anybody else on Fox News. I ne- I only right. watch it if it's in a waiting room or if some some it's shared somewhere and people go, "Wow, look at this thing on Fox <laughs> News." I mean, I'm okay. sure that they're. I mean, I. All right, so you're. I'm just. I'm couching our. Yeah. I'm starting with our assumptions and kind of couching that we don't. You and I have this. This interpretation or impression of it, but we're not perfect. You know, we're not regular watchers, okay? Right. So now. But that is based on something. I didn't just decide not to like Fox News. It's that every, just about the preponderance of sort of misleading information that seems to come through that organization, as opposed to the amount that comes through other news organizations that I care about, like Reuters or NPR or something like that, the Associated Press. I don't know. This just seems it just seems like it's 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 way less reliable. Okay. You said misleading and I think yeah. also we might use the word disinformation in this case. What's disinformation? Okay, so when you and I did a show a while ago, um, we talked about the difference between misinformation and disinformation. Okay. So here's my understanding. Misinformation is information that is not fully accurate, whereas disinformation is intentionally inaccurate. Oh, okay. So that's my understanding. Okay. I okay. uh, would love to... to misinformation tra- versus yeah, disinformation. Yeah, and so I feel like Fox News is a purveyor of disinformation, so okay. they would okay. s- actively slant it. So, okay. Um, but, okay, so let's establish that right off the bat, and then now let's talk a little bit about the assumptions of the two researchers. Okay, okay. it's David... Uh, how do you say that last name? Looks like Brook. Brookman. 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 Brook like Brookman, but two O's. Brookman and Joshua Kala, and um, David Brookman is from University of California, Berkeley. Joshua Kala is from uh, Yale. Okay, and so here I wanted to share just a couple of the, again, sort of the assumptions that they went into this research sure, with. Sure, okay? okay, so one is they said that. Um, that um, if you want to take this question at the heart of their research, which is how would viewing net how would viewing networks with such different content affect viewers' uh, beliefs and attitudes? And they're the, what they're doing is they're comparing viewers watching CNN and viewers also watching Fox News, like the same content. How, but he says such different content, such different takes yeah, yeah. on the same topic affect viewers' beliefs and attitudes. So that's the kinds of question they're after. Okay. So it is far from obvious, they say, that it would at all, right? So they start out by saying, like, <coughs> we we went into this not even assuming that um, it would. Well, hold on. Let's stop there for a second because yeah. I think that's how a lot of people look at the news. They I look think at I'll, it. I think a oh. lot of people think, you know, it's the news, so it's objective. So frankly— 
Like in this town, if I go to channel 11 or channel yeah. 3 or channel 32, do they still call them all that? Anyway, if I if I do these, uh, if I look at these different channels, right. I really just get different people saying the same thing, right? right? I think that's what people largely assume, and I think that that's false. I agree. You, yeah. I agree with you. So they said influential theories, and, and so up to, they mean influential theories that up until the point of their research suggested that partisan media's effects, that's what they call Fox News, partisan, it's a partisan media. There's a, there's a partisan biased presentation of the news, okay, would be lim- will be limited because those who choose to watch already have strong views, mm. okay? So they cite some prior research mm. that shows that, wow, you know, watching Fox News didn't really change these people's attitudes and views because they're self-selecting this, knowing, oh, this is going to, this is going to, oh, Fox News? Oh, yeah, that's, I'm a Trump supporter. I'm going to watch Fox, Fox News, Is right? it just Trump supporters? Well, I'm just using that as an example. Okay. So, however, existing research has not measured the effects of sustained exposure to televised partisan media on individuals' beliefs and attitudes. So no one had actually measured. Yeah. Because think about that. That's a, right. that's a heavy lift. Well, I think for a lot of people, they don't really want to acknowledge the idea that there would be an effect. Right. They want to think I'm a critical thinker. Yeah. I can yeah. I can make come to my own conclusions. That's right. I'm just right. listening to this objective information being presented to me and I'm making my own conclusions and they're not slanting me in any way by their word choice or by their sentence construction or by their intonation or or there any of these other things, right? right. Yeah. 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 So so this is what they did to assess these questions about how if if Sustained exposure to televised partisan media actually influences someone's beliefs and attitudes. They conducted a randomized field experiment that changed the slant of partisan media's viewers' diets. So they actually said diets. Their media diet. Oh, their media, media diet. diet gotcha. Right. Yeah. To Not do, their meaty diet. So no. Yeah. yeah. So this is what they did. To do so, we first partnered with a media analytics company to recruit individuals to a survey panel who regularly watch Fox News as okay. identified in data on their household's actual television viewership. So that's okay. kind of neat how they did that. They they found people who are already watching Fox. They didn't okay. ask people to start watching it, right? They they found people who are already watching it. Okay. At baseline, these Fox News viewers were nearly all very conservative and strong Republicans, okay? Of the 763 qualifying participants, we then randomized 40 percent of a treat of a treatment group. All right, so they randomly chose 40% of that 763 people and created a treatment group. To change the slant of their media diet, we offered treatment group participants, get this, $15 an hour. Wow. To watch up to seven hours of CNN per week Hmm. during September of 2020. Okay. Okay. Prioritizing the hours at which participants indicated they typically watched Fox News. Okay. Okay. We enforced compliance with viewership quizzes, so they had to, like, for example, about which guest had just appeared, right? Described in more in more details below, so you can read the the, the research um, methodology if you want. Compliance with watching CNN was high in the treatment group. Okay. The median participant correctly answered fourteen to fifteen quiz question we asked over the course of the five quizzes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Starting three days after the incentivized viewership period ended, 
744 of the 763 study participants answered a follow-up. Okay, so remember, they had a control group, people who were just continuing to watch Fox News, and then people who they paid to stop watching Fox and start watching CNN. Oh, so they weren't watching them at the same time. It It was one or the other. Say that again? They didn't have anybody watching both. They had them switching out. Yeah. Gotcha. Consistent with partisan coverage filtering, that's what they call it, we found substantial learning. In this follow-up survey, we found large effects of watching CNN instead of Fox News on participants' factual perception of current events. Oh, man. Beliefs and their knowledge about the 2020 presidential candidate's position. I'm going to say that again. Mm. Factual, they found large effects of watching CNN instead of Fox News on participants' factual perception. And when you say they found large effects, mm-hmm. like what? Well, that's what that's what I'm, we're going to talk about today. I'm just okay. giving you the, the general, the gist from their paper here. Okay. We find both large decreases in knowledge of information covered on Fox News during the incentivized period and large increases in knowledge of information CNN covered during the same period. You would expect that, though. Yeah, indicating that both substitution away from Fox News and substitution towards CNN occurred and impact viewers' beliefs. We also found substantial evidence for agenda setting as treated participants were much more likely to see issues covered on CNN, such as COVID, instead of on Fox News, racial protests as important. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, this is an interesting idea. I think one of the things they're suggesting here, of course, is that we will start to develop our interests in, re- in regard to the things that we find valuable based upon the media that we consume. Right. And that's, again, I think for a lot of us, that's probably a very controversial idea. And uh, if you want to talk back to us on it, you can reach out to us on Facebook, Critical Thinking for Everyone. We'd love uh, to hear your point right. of view. Okay. Uh, maybe have you on the show if you want yeah, to find about maybe, some stuff. Maybe you have a different uh, perspective on this, we we would like to hear it to te- help us enlarge our worldview. Right, right. Because for us, you know, this is relatively sensible because it seems like for us as thinkers, we've been very shaped by the kinds of media we consume. Yeah, the stuff we've been exposed to. I mean, it seems almost I mean, again, if we just think that what's happening in the media is this neutral exposure to what happened Mm -hmm. during the day, then this is a little bit harder to swallow. But if we're willing to accept that some of these people have agendas um, that aren't necessarily in line with objective news telling, then that's where any of us can really, you know, step in a hole and and make some bad intellectual choices. And Brian, I would like to remind you that one of the reasons and and remind our viewers, our readers, listeners, what are they called? Listeners. They're listeners this time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hello to all of you out there. I would Mm -hmm. like to remind them that when you say to yourself, wow, well, if I tell Fox viewers, Fox News viewers that like, hey, this is slanted. One reason that people want to stay with Fox News is because it feels so good to have your beliefs reinforced and affirmed. We know that. Yeah. You know, we know that as crit- that's that's a as critical yeah. thinkers that we're combating the the love that we all have of feeling our thinking as shallow 
good, bad, whatever, is reinforced. Yeah, yeah. We all have these biases. Our egocentric bias. Our we egocentric wanna, yeah. bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means that we we are naturally self-centered thinkers. That's one of the assumptions that Patty and I make is that thinkers are yeah. definitely going to think in their own interests if they haven't made efforts or been trained to think otherwise. Yeah. And so it's a real danger if, again, if we just kind of think that we're doing everything autonomously, probably we're just going with what attracts us because we already agree with it and we're just rationalizing um, after the fact, you know, something about why we actually agree. We should all be on the lookout for this if we're going to be doing our best thinking. Right. So let's talk about the findings. What did they find? And by the way, $15. This wasn't what they found? Well, I, thought we already, I, was I think we've share, already talked about what they I was, found. Well, I was going to share some of the specifics of the Ooh, findings. Ooh, there were specifics. Yeah. Let's go with them. You interested in hearing the very, specifics? Very interested in the specifics. I would love to see. Well, I don't even know what we're talking about. I mean, when it comes to <laughs> CNN versus Fox, it's like, could they really map specifics? Yeah, here they go. Here, oh, here you go. Listen. Okay. I'm stoked. Okay. The results, not only did CNN and Fox cover different things during September 22 survey period, but the audience of committed Fox viewers, which started the month with conservative predispositions, changed their mind on many issues. Mm -hmm. So think about that. It actually changed their mind. Changed their mind. Right, which we know is so difficult. Boy. Okay. Now listen. That's big stuff. Let me, Okay. Switchers, that's what they call them, switchers, the people who switched their, their you know, switched to Fox News. Um, okay. And their minds were switched. Switchers were five percentage points more likely to believe that people suffer from long COVID, for example, and six points more likely to believe that many foreign countries did a better job than the U.S. of controlling the virus. They were seven points more likely to support voting by mail. And they were 10 points less likely to believe that supporters of then-candidate Joe Biden were happy when police officers get shot. So, and they're saying that the reason people have this percentage difference in attitude is because of the diet of CNN instead of the diet of Fox. Yes. It points less likely to say it's more important for the president to focus on containing violent protesters than on the coronavirus. And 13 points less likely to agree that if Biden were elected, we'll see many more police get shot by Black Lives Matter activists. Mm. So they say these are meaningful differences. Even if the group that switched to CNN remained very right wing in their view of American political landscape, while far fewer of them believe that Biden supporters were happy about police shootings, for example, the overall share who did believe was still 46 percent. Mm-hmm. So it's not like this is a silver bullet. Right. And only 24 percent of the CNN switchers said they supported voting by mail. Mm-hmm. So while there was an increase, it wasn't that it was like, wow, now the majority have these beliefs. They saw the needle move. That's yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. What he do you says, think about that? Do you find that to be credible? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, They say, well, they claim it's reasonably large changes from a one-month experiment, and they occurred despite the long-term effort of then-President Donald Trump trying to discredit CNN and other mainstream media outlets. Yeah, I do. I do find this credible because here's why. I think 
that the viewers came to CNN and my experience of watching CNN, now I have to admit, I, I have not watched CNN, like I don't, haven't had cable in years, so I don't okay. watch CNN regularly, but okay. I read, so maybe, maybe I should qualify what I'm about to say, because I read the CNN website, okay. but I don't watch it unless, like you, I'm at, you know, waiting room or somewhere, but I'm, so I'm, I qualify what I'm about to say, but the presentation of news from CNN, um, I feel, strives to portray events in such a way that I think, uh, how do I say this? Like, I feel like when I'm reading CNN, it's giving me the news in a way that's striving for some objectivity, right? It's never, it's never going to be fully objective, but okay. I feel like, I don't feel like I'm watching it and I'm being told this is what you should think about this okay some, some depending on the coverage okay okay so I, I I believe it because I think the results where they say people are more likely to think this or more to see this point of view I think because CNN is striving <coughs> to give people a fuller picture of what's going on in the world huh. it's interesting I think because when we talk about well people can you know if you look at the CNN coverage Maybe yeah. somebody can see a more complete picture or point of view or something like that. That seems almost at odds with the idea that we can't tell and they can just take us in any time, you know? So it's like, how do you, how do you determine that someone, by switching from one outlet to another, would gain more breadth in their point of view because they could just be getting multiple sold-out points of view. I mean, in this case, we're sort of assuming, I think, in this study, that CNN actually has the objective truth, sort of. Like, they're closer um, to it than close, Fox is. I would, say, I would say the latter. They're closer yeah. to accuracy than Fox News. But then what do we do when it's not a news source that we already trust? Like, where's the tool in here to help us use this independently with, you know, public radio and oh yeah, no, there is no tool. That's something. another show. That's oh, a I'm on that's the wrong show. show. <laughs> Jeez. Well, no, okay, now, okay. Here's one thing I do appreciate about CNN and other ones is that it's clickable, so you can click into things that they cite okay. and you can click and click back to the original source mm. if you really want to investigate the frame around which they are putting information and in editing okay. right and yeah. selecting okay okay i appreciate that i, I don't know maybe fo i don't know I does fox do that i don't know i'm curious i'm curious to find out if they okay. do okay well let's see more about what the study said was yeah. valuable okay so um, this is interesting. What's more, only so much news occurs at any given time. One story that broke while the experiment was ongoing was Bob Woodward's revelation that Trump was aware early that the new virus was deadly, mm. specifically that it was much worse than the flu, contradicting the president's later public efforts to downplay the virus. Those in the treatment group were more likely to know about this, as well as the fact that Trump did not meet with the family of Jacob Blake, the victim of a police shooting in Wisconsin the month before. Mm -hmm. So what they're, what they're saying is that people are getting 
more information, a little more depth and breadth than for the Fox viewers around an issue. Over a longer span of time, presumably more stories ignored by Fox News would have piled up. And indeed, one of the things that switchers changed their minds about was Fox News itself. Oh. They became more skeptical that Fox News would cover a story that reflected poorly on Trump, even if it were true. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. It's uh, another manifestation of those biases, I guess. Like, why yeah. would we... Why would we stand up for the truth of our news organization? Like, is that important? Um, I think, I guess I would say it this way. If you are watching the slanted news because you want to feel good and know what you're supposed to think, mm. then you're probably not watching for accuracy and information. You're maybe watching to fill your head with to, uh, shortcuts for critical thinking. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Like, so, you know, some sophistic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, could be. Sophistry is weak, is critical thinking that is intended to win, but not necessarily to get toward the truth. So that's exactly. a term that we use a lot. And we, we, in the past, have pinned some of that on the Fox News team. Right. So, um, hmm. all right. So those were some other findings. I will say, though, um, I would love to share. Let's talk a little bit about some of the implications. Okay, okay let's share sure. some of that sure. and see what you think, if this is right or not. Okay, sure. So um, while the study, and this is, this is, I was, up until now, I've been quoting from the paper of the uh, researchers and now I'm looking at an article about the research from Adam Gabbert, who Gabbert, who works for The Guardian. Okay. 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 So here's some implications. While the study proved that people are susceptible, at least under the right conditions, to different political opinions, in the longer term, the skewing of media has a broader and negative impact on the way the U.S. functions. This is really interesting. This is quoting one of the researchers, Kala, the Yale guy. When politicians do something bad, we hope that voters will punish them, irregardless of the party. Otherwise, politicians won't have to work hard to make our lives better in order to keep their job. Mm. However, this type of behavior becomes less possible if the media engages in partisan coverage filtering. Okay. CNN doesn't cover bad things Democrats do or good things Republicans do. And if Fox News doesn't cover bad things Republicans do or good things Democrats do then voters become less likely to learn this information, less able to hold their elected officials accountable. Mm -hmm. It goes right to our democracy. Like, we, as voters, we need accurate information in order to really see what our elected officials are doing and deciding. And if it's yeah. being filtered for us in a way that we, to make us happy, whether it's accurate or not, we're not going to be good voters. But I wonder, I mean, aren't a lot of people really happy with this Fox News business? A lot of people, yes, who are want their views, those views reinforced, yeah. But I mean, I guess, I guess the danger, right, the big danger with um, maybe not having accurate information is that somehow when I go into the world to make decisions, I'll make them poorly. Yeah. That's but, the danger. But if Fox viewers aren't experiencing this... Then what? maybe they're not. Maybe if they're not taking the news they get from Fox, and then having poor experiences in the world, 
then they would not believe that that news was somehow flawed or biased, mm, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a good, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know because, because even if they're having negative experience, they can rationalize it in a way mm-hmm. that reinforces what they want to see. <sighs> that's how it, that's how, yeah, sad but true. Well, I guess, I mean, it's, it's very, it's very confusing to me i guess because it would just seem like if i was consistently going back to a source and i was getting bad information right every time over and over and over again it would just seem like eventually i'd have a strong interest in no longer using that source well you would think so but but then maybe the information that they're getting isn't actually bad maybe this is maybe that's maybe all of this is just some left-wing propaganda wow what do you think how will you check well, it's challenging, right? I mean, I think it's really challenging because if if we go to all of these outlets that do checking and yeah. if we look at these things like academic, you know, yeah. paper, we often see that Fox News is put down with regard to the others. Like it's considered to be a less mm, credible source. True. Because people set the claims of Fox News next to the claims of other sources, and then they go out there and they look at something like the content through an objective standard. And then they say to themselves, I have determined through this objective standard that these non-Fox sources are closer than the Fox sources. Yeah. But that only assumes, I think, that you actually have some sources out there that... Work, okay. right? Like this information actually works, because if it if it didn't work, the people who are watching, you know, the Fox News. I mean, I think at some point they would just say, as much as I want this to represent my worldview, it doesn't. Works for them. Is that right? I mean, is that is that all we say? Is I'd that, like to think I'd like to think that that would happen, but that just seems so odd to me that I would go to the store and it would be like this isn't my actual experience remember the media bias chart remember yeah that? i was talking about that today okay yeah. mm-hmm. what you i was talking to somebody, somebody you were who were you talking to about the media oh bias one of my chart? students critical thinking really? students yeah yeah hello so, critical thinking student hey those of you who don't know what i'm talking about yeah the, what i'm talking about is a chart you can find online that is a what do you call it a grid is that what you call it's a that? graph a i graph, guess yeah graph thank you graph that yeah. that takes all of the well-known um media outlets news yeah. outlets yep. and it charts them on a x and y axis yep to show you where uh where their bias sits relative to like a neutral reporting of the news, a conservative slant, a a liberal slant. Mm -hmm. And you can actually see, oh, Fox News is slanted to this degree over here. And okay, what's the website if people want to look at this, Brian? This is um, Ad Fontes Media. It's something called the interactive media bias chart. Right, right. And so you can open this chart and you can see where popular news <coughs> outlets sit and where, to what extent they're slanted in which area. And then you can see the ones right in the middle, what they call middle or balanced bias. And who do they have there? They've got the BBC there. 
Reuters. Okay, Reuters. The Hill. Right. So if somebody, if you're saying to yourself as a listeners out there, you're saying, wow, how do I, how do I get a more complete view of something? If, if I'm like, if I look on this chart over to the right, we see Fox News. We see, what else do we see over on Alex the right? Jones, Alex Jones. He, wow, he's pretty extreme. And on the left, we see things like the Daily Beast and the New York Times. And, you know, and, and they, well, what MSNBC, what you can do is you can read about, let's use their COVID coverages. You could read about COVID coverage. Um, a, you know, you could sort of use the chart to read around different slants mm-hmm. and then go into the middle balance one and see the differences yourself. Well, that is the thing. But the problem, of course, is if I don't know anything about a particular news story, if I'm just learning about it here, yeah. then I don't know. Like I have to do a lot of research just to yeah. make up my mind about it, you right? You do, yes. So, well, so I think that one thing that might be helpful is if any of us go into um, these news outlets and try to assess things we already know something about independently, right? Maybe that way we can avoid the concern that a lot of us will have, which will be, oh, if, I, if I'm capable of being led, then I don't actually know if I'm being led by this one or led by this one or led by this one, right? So the only thinking I can really maybe feel good about is the thinking that I have when I come in, which of course is going to be biased, but at least at least then when you go to some of these sources and you try different media sources, you can then say, well, this one or you, could, you might be able to see that this one or that one aligns with my beliefs. And then it would be an opportunity for us to go in self-reflection and check our beliefs. Mm, that sounds like a lot of steps. That's a lot of steps. The critical yeah. thinking thing is slow and it's difficult. It's worth it. It's worth it, but you have to do all these steps. Like, I mean, I was at a, a, a critical thinking workshop not long ago and somebody said, hey, I'm just looking for some techniques. Can you just give me some techniques to promote critical thinking yeah. in the classroom? What did you say? I said, well, I got a couple of ideas here, but frankly, we've been doing this already for six hours, and it seems like I've given you the foundation to create these techniques on your own. He didn't like that. He wanted the quick fix. He said, I'm a simple man. I just need techniques. (laughs) Wow. How did you feel about that? I felt like I was being blackmailed emotionally by this simple man. I felt like he was... Sophistry. Yeah, I'm not taking, I'm not, I wasn't really delighted. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I mean, that's okay. He, I mean, I see the point. I'm busy. Yeah, I want to promote critical thinking in my organization. <laughs> yeah, so just give me like, like if, if I'll say the, the thing is like this, yeah. that'll do it, right? Then I won't need to, like, I don't need to do any critical thinking, right? It's just, I'm trying to get them to do the critical thinking. You're asking me to do it. This whole thing's misplaced. Oh, my gosh. Well, how are your students? You said you're teaching a class right now on critical thinking. How are your students doing with it? Oh, you know, a lot of them are doing great and a lot of them aren't. Really? Well, it's unfortunate because the class is online and it's not a class where you can meet. So I don't know how many people actually know about this because I don't know how many people teach in these environments. But, you know, for us at the University of Louisville, for example, if the class is a class that meets online but it's not it doesn't have any scheduled meeting times you can't make any scheduled meeting times like you can't say hey kids hey, everyone we all need up. to meet on <laughs> Tuesday afternoon i'm just going to be there if you guys want to come <laughs> i mean you could make it optional 
You could. Yeah. I, that's not. I mean, you could make it optional. And I have my office hours. People can always contact do, me. Do they? They do. They yeah, do. Okay. They do. But um, but it's it's harder because, like, I'm giving them a lot of information. Yeah. And for a lot of people, like, they want more and more. Like, it's never enough stuff. And so I don't. You know, wow. for, some of those people are really. They're still kind of missing the boat because they're not focusing in on the main point of every section. I'm talking to you out there. Um, so that's, and that's, and that's challenging because for a lot of people, it helps a lot to have a, maybe a more um, regular meeting with someone yeah. where you can ask questions. They're not really, mm. if they're not coming to my office, they're not really getting that. So, so some of them are doing great independently. They are. And others, um, you are, know. Are struggling. Struggling independently. Oh, man. Sorry, I everybody. I hate to hear that. It's the way that thing goes. Well, but you still get paid. Well, I mean, that's the sophistic <laughs> motive. It's about education, Patty. I don't know if you heard. That's a thing, the thing we're doing here. Jeez. I get paid. But you don't get paid you don't get paid depending on whether they learn or not. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you or anyone. Well, that's true. Although I'm sure that there's some motivation system out there that would that would that would benefit me from higher test scores or something. I don't know why I said that. Sorry. What? Well, I mean, it's, it's a point of view that any of our listeners may have. Why are you complaining? Just go in there and like punch the clock. Get that. What are you, to go on vacation. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, to go back to this, this. Uh, article mm -hmm. from Kala and you remember the other member, the guys? Brookman. Brookman, their yes. study. This is what they say are the implications, okay? Okay. This is what they say. First, our findings that participants' attitudes shifted at first away from and then back towards their partisan side along the changes in their viewership behavior. Hmm. Accord with Ladd and Lenz's conclusion that stable elite communication flows in the media. Wait, conclusion that stable <coughs> elite communication flows in the media. Oh. Rather than any inherent durability of public preferences. That may explain why wow. public is, is so resistant to change. Wow. Right. So let's, okay, stable. So there's a stable elite communication, communication flow in the media, rather than any inherent durability of public preferences. Oh, wow. So that's interesting, right? That's like, that's like saying that people aren't watching. Is that what this saying is that people aren't consuming these news outlets based upon their preferences? They're consuming them based upon a perception of high quality information? I think what they're saying is. When they're saying that it, it flows rather than any inherent durability of public preferences, I mean, think it means people can be led very easily mm. by the media diet. Like their mm. views can can be easily manipulated and changed. Hmm. Well, that certainly seems to be so, the case. Um, in other words, media may be important in part because it continually replenishes people's partisan loyalties and political beliefs, giving it tremendous ongoing power, even if its immediate effects are short-term. Mm. Reinforcing those partisan connections are yeah, a big problem. Yeah, and people want that, and they want it. See, they seek it out. They want that feeling that, oh, yeah. I'm a good thinker, I'm right, because this is reinforcing. Because it's lined up with the things I already yeah, believe. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't have to think much about it. I can just let it wash over me and... Yeah. Hit all my buttons. Yeah, I hear a lot of that. I hear a lot of that kind of stuff out there. You, you know, do. people. Yeah, people. 
it's like they just want to accept the things that they already believe and they don't want to pay any attention to the things that they don't. Mm. You know. Oh, this is disturbing. Here's another implication. Okay. Media outlets play a central role in helping voters hold elected officials accountable by the same, and they, they cite the research on that, by the same token, hiding information from voters can undermine their ability to hold their elected officials accountable. Sure. Right? Yeah. How many of us are watching C-SPAN to see how different people are voting? No, we're letting the news tell us right. what what's going on right. in the Capitol. Right either in our state house or nationally. Our evidence indicates that partisan media do exactly this with manifold consequences for their beliefs and attitudes. Wow. Viewed from this vantage point, partisan media is not simply a challenge for the opposing party. It may present a challenge for democracy. Yeah. That's how they end their paper. Boom. Well, yeah. Drop the mic. Well, challenge for democracy. I mean, that's the danger if this thing doesn't... If we can't, I mean, if if individual citizens can't get good information in order to vote according to what they think is re representing their values, then democracy is in trouble. Right. Then people are going to vote for either not vote or because I don't know. And they're just going to be like, whatever. Or mm -hmm. they're going to just vote because that Fox News told them that's who to vote for. Right. Now. Let's tell the good people, we both know of a good source. If you want to know what your elected representatives are voting and how oh, they're yeah. voting, remember, what was the source? Oh, man, I forgot the name of the source. Okay, Ballotpedia. Ballotpedia. Right, right. so Ballotpedia is a website that you can go to anytime you want, listeners, mm -hmm. and it can tell you First of all, who are your elected officials mm -hmm. at the state level, mm -hmm. at the city level, at the national level? They can tell you about their views, their uh, platforms, um, voting information. I mean, that's that's a good place to go as opposed to Fox News if you want to get – well, if you want to wonder if you're getting solid, accurate information. Well, it's fair. And, I mean, it just has the, the bare-bones information, Ballotpedia. It doesn't have um – you know, interviews by them no. or no, their media right. or their, their platform. But, I right. mean, if, that, if that's what you want is something that's, like, kind of objective. Right. And, and well, you if get. you want a, somewhere to start, like, let me, let me know who my representatives are. Let me know what, you know, where their websites and what, you know, like, if you want to – it's a good starting place, I'd say that. Sure, sure. So I don't, I don't watch news, TV news. Mm. I do listen to NPR though a lot. Yeah, I listen to NPR as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch TV news the, anymore. That's on the left side. That's I've done a lot of watching of TV news. I certainly used to, but I, yeah. I, I gave that up. Yeah. Really? Did you? Yep. Well, on purpose or by accident? No, on purpose. I think that um, I find, I have, a, I have a real problem with TV news in the same way that Aristotle had a real problem with the theater. <laughs> really? Aristotle had a problem with the theater? He did. The contemporary Athenian theater, yeah. he was complaining about it in the 4th century B.C. or whatever. <laughs> he said, it's all spectacle. Oh, and they're and they're And they're playing to the dummies, <laughs> like the lowest <laughs> common denominator. People, they just want to see, like... Like pie in the face kind of And they want to like see, it. yeah, they want to see pyrometrics. They want to see... You know, bright colors. They want to see like things that German make them laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they want to. You know, they're they're all they of these the techniques extreme. that get people engaged. Um, but 
you know, because in ancient Athens, it's interesting because in ancient Athens, of course, no newspaper, no Fox News, right. whatever. Um, you had instead um, the theater and you had oral news, right? But the theater, there was an obligation for citizens to go to the theater whenever um, it w- whenever the, the festivals came around because it was at the theater that the Athenians were confronted with scenarios that were supposed to be very challenging for them intellectually as citizens. And they were supposed to think it through. It's supposed to be one of their responsibilities as citizens in ancient Athens. And so Aristotle thought, if you go to the theater and they just have nice costumes... Or they're just trying to get you to think right. about sex, or they're just or making you laugh. Yeah, they're just making you laugh because they're <laughs> drunk and falling down or something. Like, where's the civic virtue? Like, wow. it totally wrecks it. Was, it. Wow, it, yeah. and he was kind of a people thought he was kind of a downer because he was like, ah, oh, they were just like loosen up, just enjoy the theater. Well, right? I'm sure there were plenty. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I'm not sure exactly who all of his detractors were, but I know there were many. Um, I think that that people, you know, I mean, one of the problems, of course, that we've seen since Aristotle is that spectacle really has taken over. Like, I mean, all of us have probably had this experience of we put a lot of time into something that's maybe very well done from the point of view of some academic structure or something like that, but not very exciting. Right. And then someone else presents their material. Not very academically strong, but, but fun. Oh, and everybody's like clapping and laughing, and really they Plunking remember down the money. They or remember whatever. that. They remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, yeah. other people are going. Well, you know, this is the problem with like like you should eat your vegetables and what's going on with climate change and I don't oh, know. I mean, this man. kind of stuff. It's like it's just not. The, the, the material that we need in a great many cases is not really sexy enough for um, for us to be engaged by it. And, and Aristotle really wanted us to develop civic virtues that would help combat that because he thought it was kind of a natural human tendency to be suckered in by all that. I can't imagine what he'd say nowadays. He'd oh, he'd be, be like, like, oh, my God, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Uh, when you were talking about, what, 4th century B.C., that's what you said, Aristotle? Yeah. I just had like an, a little existential like crisis moment hmm. of like, wow, someday it's going to be years from now and I'm not, I'm not going to be here. And what am I leaving behind? Oh, yeah. Well, we hope it's more than Rush Limbaugh <laughs> left behind. Anybody still listening to that guy? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, and, 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 you know, for Aristotle, this was a big deal, too, because when you talk about shaping society. Right. For posterity and stuff right. like that. What are the values that we want to support in society as citizens? What you know, do we want to support values that help the society become better at the things society needs to become better at? Or do we want to support a society that just panders to the lowest mm. denominator of engagement? <clears throat> that for Aristotle is where, you know, you run into the real danger um, you know, and, and I mean, arguably, that's that's all we do today, right? What? Is engaged to this, is engaged to this lowest level. Well, this show is trying not to do that. This is the legacy we're trying to leave, right? This is why we had to cut this out some jokes. I mean, we, I don't, I jokes. know. Those of you who I saw at the party were like, man, she would love the jokes, and I'm thinking. 
I'd love the jokes too, but Aristotle would want me to be more serious. Do I want you to be more serious? Patty would love the <laughs> jokes. Patty enjoys a good spectacle as well as the next citizen. I think you should bring some jokes next time. Yeah, the problem is that there are problems with jokes. All the joke books are weak. Yeah. We've done so many of them now. It's yeah. like, oh, this is tough. Yeah. But I think I was occasionally thinking, we get a good one in here. Yeah, I think we need to be, you know what? <laughs> I want you to find a new joke book a new for joke our next book. show. Oh, man, I'll see what okay? I can do. Maybe when you're driving around and you see spectacle. those little free libraries, oh, okay. look in there. I'll go investigate them yeah. for an avant-garde just joke like, book. Just uh, pull over, slam yeah. the brakes, run over, look inside, see if they got any joke books. Well, I mean, that's where they're hidden. I'm I sure think, they're all out they're... there. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see what you can find, all right? I'll see what, I'll see what I can find. We need, to, we need to lighten the show up. It's not enough spectacle. <laughs> Some pyrotechnics. Well, it's hard to do spectacle when it's over the radio. Yeah, yeah. You tables know, full of ice would not be nearly maybe, as impressive. Maybe we need to do another audio visual show like we did, and I had those hats. Yeah, the hats. That was a fun show. I wonder how many people have ever watched that. Yeah. It's out there on our Facebook page. If you want to go <laughs> watch us do this ridiculousness, we did this for. An hour and something one time, yeah. I think, with hats and Any things. ideas for a topic that would be visually rich that we could do for another show? Any, we could any? bring in products and we could talk about whether mm. they, um, you know, whether they represent themselves well or whether they're all spectacle. Mm. Okay, mm. that could be like a little product review. Are we allowed to do that on the air? I think as long as we don't say any of them are good. <laughs> I think as, as well, long as talk we about only a slant. People. Talk about a partisan... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's partisan. It's just I. Well, we can't say it's any good. I don't know. Yeah, All right, we got it. Clearly, we have to think this. Through. Yeah. Well, we can't promote, right? So maybe we can just take away from all of them. Either. All right, we got some work. To, we got <laughs> clearly we got some work to do. It takes a little critical thinking sometimes to put some of these things together. Um, you know, if you have some good ideas, please feel free to reach out to us. Critical thinking for everyone on Facebook. You can also. Uh, reach out to us at Forward Radio. You know this is 106.5 FM, WFMP, Forward Radio, Louisville, Kentucky, Social Justice Radio. It's out of the Havern Building in downtown Louisville. Um, and uh, once again, you know, we're still looking for 20 bucks, time, talent, or treasure, um, but definitely 20 bucks. And thanks to everybody who helped us again with our oh, fundraising. We're so thankful to you all. Thank yeah. you, thank you. We met our goal. But we still need twenty bucks a day. So anyway, well, but no, the that was never a, wasn't wasn't that money though to keep us on air another year. It is, but we're we're going into perpetuity, so oh, we I have see. to get a little long term financial. Need, yeah, we don't want to be just scrambling every every year. year. We hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week, and just remember, critical thinking, friends, is for everyone, even you.